Huge news. Saddleback Church, one of the biggest churches in America, founded by Rick Warren, one of the biggest pastors and authors in America, has been kicked out of the Southern Baptist Convention over egalitarianism. I will break it all down for you, so stay tuned. Welcome back to Spare No Arrows, where I seek to provide biblical truth in response to issues with church, politics, and culture. So we're going to talk today about the uh, Saddleback Church getting kicked out of the SBC. There's an article here that I want to read some of by The Daily Wire. This is a really big deal because... Famously, at this year's Southern Baptist Convention, and by the way, if you're a Southern Baptist or you're not, I'm not, uh, this still is pretty important. It's a big deal. I think it's important to see where huge denominations are moving, and the Southern Baptist Convention is the biggest Protestant denomination in the world. And so we're going to talk about if this is a good thing or a bad thing or where the SBC might be headed. And if you want to know uh, more about my opinions on the SBC as a whole and some of the recent events that have been happening in the SBC, you can check out some of the other videos in my channel. Just look up uh, SBC or Southern Baptist Convention Spare No Arrows and you'll be able to find plenty of other uh, updates on what's been happening in the SBC, but we're just going to focus on this in particular. So there's an article by Daily Wire called Southern Baptist's Boot Saddleback Church Over Female Pastor. Here's what it says. California megachurch Saddleback Church, founded by prominent Christian leader and best-selling author Rick Warren, was disfellowshipped from the Southern Baptist Convention, the SBC, on Tuesday over having a female pastor. Now, just so you know, they've been ordaining female pastors for a long time, and there was a kind of kerfuffle at the at um, this year's, or last year technically's, uh, Southern Baptist Convention where Rick Warren went on an absolute tirade. Um, mm, uh, I'll talk about that in a second. It's, it's very interesting and very important, and it kind of shows the kind of person that Rick Warren is, which comes out more in this article, so I'll just continue. Officials on the executive committee voted out one of the largest churches in the United States less than a year after Warren delivered his final sermon as Saddleback's senior pastor, and ushered in lead pastor Andy Wood and his wife, Stacy, who serves as a teaching pastor. So this, this big controversy, just so you know, is uh, over the fact that Saddleback Church is what's called egalitarian, uh, which has to do with what it boils down to is, is can women serve in leadership in the church? Now, really, I think what we should say that it boils down to is does the Bible say that women should not serve in the role of pastor in a church. And it does say that. Uh, it's very clear. It, it, it could not be more clear, in fact, that women should not be serving in leadership positions in the church. And that's not a bad thing. It's not a way to limit the liberty or the freedom of things that women can do. Women can do things, uh, certain things far better than men can do, and men can do certain things far better than women can do. And in fact, women can do things that is physically impossible for women to do, and women can also do things that are physically impossible for men to do. And there are certain roles that men and women can fit in that are glorious for them, that actually um, make 
make them more glorious. And there are roles and things that men and women can do that make them less glorious, that make them um, less aligned with the will of God. <clears throat> I hope that makes sense. But a really fascinating conversation uh, that I had a couple weeks ago with Michael Foster is something that you can check out if you want to know more about the egalitarian, complementarian debate. Uh, and we go into it deeply there with, with biblical references, but I'm not going to get too in the weeds here. I'm just mostly going to focus on the article. But that's kind of where this, uh, where, where this centers on. Saddleback Church is egalitarian, which means they are ignoring the verses in the Bible that says women should not be in uh, pastoring roles in the church. They're not technically ignoring them. They're just misinterpreting them in a false way. <laughs> uh, and the SBC... Now, here's another angle that you can look at this at. Regardless of if you're uh, an, a complementarian or an egalitarian, the SBC is complementarian, which means that they, they have rules and policies and whatever in place that if you have... Um, female pastors in leadership in your church, uh, contrary to what the Bible says, then you can't be a part of the SBC. And Saddleback Church was an example of a church, along with many others, including just churches very close to my house, are in the SBC and they have female pastors. So it's not like the SBC is really stomping down hard on this all of a sudden. Uh, they, they've allowed this for a long time. Rick Warren's church has been doing this for a long, long time. They could have done something about it a long time ago. They actually voted to not remove him from the SBC at the recent SBC yearly meeting. Uh, but evidently they just did. So that's, it's kind of weird. There's some um, perhaps contention happening within the high ranks of the SBC. Interesting. But let's continue. Due to the church continuing to have a female functioning in the office of pastor, SBC Executive Committee Chairman Jared Wellman told the Daily Wire in a statement, that the convention ousted the 43-year-old megachurch, as it is not in friendly cooperation with the denomination. Wood told the Associated Press last year that the Bible teaches that men or women, men and women, were given spiritual gifts by God. The church should be a place where both men and women can exercise those spiritual gifts, Wood said. My wife has the spiritual gift of teaching, and she's really good. People often tell me that she's better than me when it comes to preaching, and I'm really glad to hear that. <clears throat> uh, interesting. The move from the convention also comes after Warren ordained three women as pastors in May 2021, sparking the initial discussion to remove the church from the SBC, arguing it defiled biblical principles. And Article 6 in the Baptist Faith and Message, while both men and women are gifted for service in the church, the office of the pastor is limited to men as qualified by scripture, the author reads. Warren responded to Saddleback's disfellowship in a tweet on Tuesday, thanking his supporters. Quote, friends worldwide, I'm so touched by your love, Warren said. We'll respond to our hashtag, S or to hashtag SPC in our time and way through direct channels. Now, I want to um, consider the rest of this tweet, and I also want to show you some clips of Rick Warren. So I'm not, a, I'm not a big Rick Warren fan at all. In fact, I actually took a trip back when I was in uh, a very bad youth group that I thought was good at the time back when I was in high school. 
I took a, a like a youth leadership trip to Saddleback Church, and I did this conference with Doug Fields, and um, I listened to a sermon by Rick Warren on Sunday. So I, I went to his church, I've heard him preach, and I liked him at the time, but you know, as I've grown in my faith and my understanding of scripture, I realized, ah, he's, he's a bad guy. Not, not a good fella at all. Uh, preaches a lot of bad stuff, and I'm not going to get into that here. But what I am going to get into is an apparent massive narcissism that seems to be coming out of Rick Warren in this tweet. And also, this kind of lines up with how he presented himself at the yearly SBC meeting last year. That I want to play some clips for you um, of. But right after I read this tweet, so check this out. He continues to say... We'll respond to the SBC in our time and way through direct channels. And then he gives what those direct channels are. Now, why people would care, they wouldn't. But I think what Rick Warren is very obviously doing here is flexing his mega church leader muscles and saying, look, you're, you guys are kicking me out. I'm more powerful than you, which he kind of is. <laughs> he, he has a massive amount of influence and channels where he can communicate to people and make the SBC look bad. So here's what Rick Warren says in the tweet. Our newsletter, so in other words, he's saying, I'm, I'm going to be putting this information out to these direct channels. Our newsletters to 600,000 church leaders. Daily Hope Radio broadcast. One million PDC alumni pastors list. 11 million social media followers. Now, why would he say that? This seems like he's just flexing. He's being narcissistic. He's saying, now look, you guys kicked me out. Look how big and powerful I am. That's nasty. That's gross. Should a pastor really be doing this or should he be humble? And here's another interesting thing. He ends his tweet with Luke 23, 43. Now, what is that verse, you may ask? Well, let's take a look. Luke 23, 43 says, Jesus answered him, truly, I tell you, you will be with me in paradise. Now, this is the passage where Jesus is uh, hanging on the cross beside two criminals. And one of the criminals asks Jesus, um, well, I'll, I'll just read from verse 39. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him and said, aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him, rebuked the first criminal. And said, don't you fear God? He said, since you are under the same sentence, we are punished justly for getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. So there's a good criminal and there's a bad criminal. And then he said, Jesus, remember, we, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus answered him, today you will be with me in paradise. So here's what I think is happening here. Rick Warren is saying that, like, hey, I'm, I'm the, the criminal who's going to be with Jesus in paradise, and you're the ones accusing me. Now, the interesting thing is here, I mean, if that's even what he means by this, who knows? Rick Warren could just be a psycho and just throwing out random verses, which is probably what he does in his preaching anyway, where he just throws out random verses and then tells a story about his life or something uh, for the rest of the, the time. But he's retired now, so it doesn't matter. Um, but evidently, he still has a lot of influence. So here's what I think is happening here. In this scenario, Rick Warren is saying, I'm the good criminal. You guys are the bad criminal. But here's the irony. 
uh, he's kind of admitting that he's a criminal. He's like, yeah, I've done something terrible, but I'm going to be with Jesus anyway. <laughs> you know, if we, if we use proper application of this, if, if he's saying, yeah, I'm the criminal, then he's basically admitting to doing something unbiblical and wrong, but Jesus is going to save me anyway, which is interesting because um, arrogance and narcissism, I don't think is something that Jesus likes too much. Rick Warren could be saved, uh, but I don't know. He could not be. But interesting, uh, kind of narcissistic. So I want to play some clips taken from his uh, Southern Baptist Convention meltdown here that kind of uh, paints the same image as this tweet. Are we going to keep bickering over secondary issues? Are we going to keep the main thing the main thing? First, everybody, welcome to Orange County Southern Baptist of 149 Southern Baptist churches here. 90 of them started by Saddleback Church. I have no intention of defending myself. I am most like Christ when I refuse to defend myself. Amen. The Bible says Jesus spoke not a word unto them when Pilate accused him of all kinds of things. So I have no intention. Uh, I have most of you on my mailing list anyway, and I can write you and tell you what I believe about the gift of pastoring as opposite from the office of pastoring. But I'm not here to talk about that. Kay and I could have not built Saddleback Church to its size and influence in any other denomination. I am a fourth generation Southern Baptist pastor. My great grandfather was led to Christ by Charles Spurgeon and sent to America as a church planter. Saddleback was sponsored by the North American Mission Board. I served on the staff of the California State Convention and the Texas State Convention as a teenager. Billy Graham picked me up when I was 18 and for the next 52 years mentored me because I started at 16 years old, hired by the California Convention to preach youth revivals and I had preached, I had preached over, over 120 uh, Harvest Crusades before I was 20. I was allowed to serve one church for life. That's not possible in most denominations. And, get, and grew it to become the largest church in this convention. We baptized 56,631 new believers. And as a Southern Baptist church, sent 26,869 members overseas to 197 nations. 78,157 members of our church signed our membership covenant after taking a four-hour membership class. We now have 9,173 home Bible studies in homes in 162 Southern California cities. Of church planting, as I already mentioned, we planted 90 in Orange County alone and literally thousands around the world. I've had the privilege for 43 years of training 1.1 million pastors training 1.1 million pastors. Sorry, friends, that's more than all the seminaries put together. Are we going to keep bickering over secondary issues? Are we going to keep the main thing the main thing? We need to finish the task, and that will make God smile. Thank you, everybody. I love you. What do you think of that? Rick Warren seems like a real piece of work. He trained uh, all those pastors, and he's the biggest big shot. He's got the biggest church in the SBC. Uh, you know, you better not kick me out, whatever. So here's what I think about this whole 
uh, complementarian, egalitarianism, debate, whatever. The Southern, like, forget, forget the Bible for a second. And just think about the SBC's rules. If the SBC, if an organization that you're in does not align with your values and never has, in fact, like the SBC has never been egalitarian, why would you want to stay in an organization that doesn't align with your values? In fact, Beth Moore, a few years ago, left the SBC for exactly the same reason, because she's a, you know, big time egalitarian. uh, egalitarian. The SBC is complementarian. She didn't like that. And so she left. Uh, that's, that's what reasonable people do. If, if you think that this organization you're a part of is way off and they have rules in place that do not allow people with your beliefs to be a part of them, just leave. That's what rational human beings do. They go find another organization to be a part of that actually aligns with their beliefs or they make one. Like if Rick Warren is such a big shot, how come he has to rely on these tiny little insignificant ant people to, uh, to like accept him? Uh, or perhaps that's more narcissism coming through. Maybe Rick Warren needs to be accepted by as many people as possible. Maybe that's why he has built this church upon the foundation of being seeker friendly and pleasing as many people as possible and then delivering to them a watered down version of the gospel not focusing on repentance, uh, which doesn't actually save people, but it misleads people. Now, you know, it could save people because salvation is up to God and it's not up to us. But what is up to us is preaching a faithful gospel, which Rick Warren does not do. Interesting. So uh, where's the SBC going now? The article continues to say that, um, well, first... The SBC didn't just kick out Saddleback. They, they voted out a handful of other churches as well. Uh, and they will have a chance to appeal these at this year's SBC annual meeting. And I'm really curious to see if they do or not. If they do, then the SBC is horrible and awful and, you know, everything we've already known has come true. But if the SBC is actually going to hunker down and and stay in their position here and say, no, you, as long as you're, you're an egalitarian church, you're not going to get back in, then that would be a good sign. Now, what I would also like to see is them not just putting their foot down on the issue of egalitarianism, but putting their foot down on the issues of critical race theory and other things like that. Uh, abortion, transgenderism, we know that the SBC... A big hubbub was created last year around the time of Roe v. Wade where the SBC was saying, no, 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 we can't push for legislation that will, um, that will criminalize mothers who want to murder their babies. We can't do that because we, we want to love mothers, even though loving, mother, loving people, loving the image of God inside people actually means uh, you know, doing what the Bible says, which is allowing the government to wield the sword and punish evil when evil happens. So a lot of controversy and problems in the SBC going on. This could be a good sign, but here's why I'm a little skeptical. Because they voted against removing Saddleback Church, and they're they're like, well, we need to do an investigation. We don't have enough details, even though you can, 
you know, look at their website for five seconds or look at the, all, all the videos they've been putting out uh, about the ordaining of this guy and his wife as pastors and say, well, yeah, they're totally egalitarian. So, you know, and it, if they needed to do an investigation, it would have just taken five minutes. I think this is far more likely just something like, oh, we don't, we don't want to push this church out because they're, you know, they give us a lot of money. I think that's far more likely what it was about. But clearly there is some disagreement in the higher ranks of the SBC, like I said earlier, because um, there was a back and forth. They voted against removing them and evidently just now they voted for removing them. So what's actually gonna happen? Who's gonna win? Uh, I'm curious to find out. As a whole though, I think the SBC is crumbling. Uh, I think it's not worth being a part of at all. And again, you can listen to my other videos, particularly Goodbye Southern Baptist Convention. Um, and then if you want to learn more about egalitarianism and complementarianism, you can watch my conversation with Michael Foster a couple weeks ago about biblical masculinity and femininity. Uh, but I think the SBC is utterly corrupt from the top down. Uh, I disagree with, but I understand people sticking around just to fight. But if your church is a part of the SBC and they're not actively fighting, they're either actively supporting the horrible crap that's going on in the SBC, or they're totally ignorant of it. And if they're ignorant of it, you need to educate them as a church member. And once they're educated, then that knocks that option off the table. And so they're either supporting the evil going on in the SBC and sending your tithe money to the SBC to support putting CRT in seminary bookstores and, um, uh, planting churches with female pastors and uh, uh, giving money to the IMB and the NAMB who lies about their funds and the church plants and, and also plants churches with female pastors. So there are a lot of other issues going on, even with egalitarianism within the SBC that I think are far greater than something like kicking out Rick Warren's church. Glad they did it. Probably a good move. I don't really have high hopes for the SBC because I think they're too far gone at this point, but I'm going to keep an eye on it anyway because they're the biggest Protestant denomination in the world. And it's wise to see where people like them are going uh, because they, you know, wherever they go, other denominations who are giving in to the cultural winds are soon to follow. So something to think about. I hope that was educational for you. And I will catch you next time. God bless.